0: Alright, hi, this is Roland Fisher, lead pastor of Second City Church, and we hope that you're well. Welcome to our online service. We hope you leave today encouraged, full of faith, and ready to take the kingdom of God wherever you may go. Before we get started today, let's consider this our lobby moment where we have an opportunity to get to know one another. If you would, please share your name and maybe from where you might be worshiping with us today. In just a moment here, you'll see a countdown letting us know that worship is about to begin, and you can prepare your heart during that time. But we just wanted you to know that we're so glad that you've chosen to join us today. And once again, welcome.
1: Well, hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome to Second City Church Online. My name is Cole, I'm Associate Pastor here along with Lead Pastor, Roland Fisher. And if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been working our way through a message series called More of You, God. And we've been talking about God with us who is the person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And so we're hoping so far uh, in this uh, sermon series that we've been having that uh, the Word of God has defined for you who the Holy Spirit is. That the Word of God has built an expectation for you on what He wants to do. And today we're going to talk about more of you God producing the fruit of the Spirit, practicing the gifts of the Spirit and how the Holy Spirit at work in our lives coming on us in power helps us to persevere until we're perfect. Okay, So if you're taking notes today, we're going to be talking about producing the fruit of the Spirit, practicing the gifts of the Spirit, and persevering in the Spirit until you're perfect. And the focus point which we want you to take away from this today is when we belong to Christ, We will produce spiritual fruit that lasts, and we will practice spiritual gifts, and we'll persevere until Jesus returns. So before we hop into the first topic, producing the fruit of the Spirit, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for you. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior and Lord, and thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here as we Look at the word that you've given us that was produced by you, Holy Spirit, as you worked in men to write the very words of God that we could have clarity. And so God, today we're asking that wherever uh, the people hearing this word are at, that you would help them to produce the fruit, to practice the gifts, and to persevere until you return. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, so first, producing the fruit of the Spirit. When we abide in Christ, He produces through us fruit that lasts, thereby bringing glory to the Father and joy to our hearts. And so let's turn to John 15, uh, verses 1 through 14, where we're going to look at the true vine, which is Christ, versus, uh, well, excuse me, uh, true vine for true fruit. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I spoke to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command you. Okay, guys. Uh, If you've been walking with Jesus, if you've been reading your Bible, if you've been listening to sermons, John 15 is a very famous passage of Scripture where the Lord Jesus, as He's preparing to leave this world in His earthly form so that the Holy Spirit could come and be with us, He's preparing His disciples on what to expect. So what Jesus is wanting to accomplish, and He's wanting to break them and break us in relying on our flesh relying on our natural abilities our talent our talents relying on our intellect any any way that the flesh produces fruit because he wants us to rely on him which means he wants us to rely on him being present with us which is the holy spirit he wants us to produce fruit that lasts and the reason that he wants us to produce this fruit is so Number one, that the Father may be glorified. This all goes back to Genesis from the very beginning. This has been God's plan the entire time. And this will be His plan in us and in the church and for all those He's calling into salvation until Jesus returns. You and I and all humanity were made in God's image that we may be image bearers in the way that the moon reflects the light of the sun. And we know that the sun is still shining because the moon is shining, yet the moon produces no light in itself. It is reflecting the light of the sun. And so we're to reflect the light of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And the way we do that is by producing fruit that lasts, by abiding in Him through the power of the Spirit. And then... For all my friends out there, if you've been struggling with depression, and if you've been struggling with uh, uh, whatever it is that steals your joy, Jesus said very clearly, I want you to abide in me by the power of the Spirit so that you can have my joy. And I want you to overflow with joy. And this is the mark of a true Christian. This is how we know that by faith we have come to be with Christ, and that our sins have been forgiven, it's because we seek the glory of the Father just like the Son sought the glory of the Father. And when He is glorified, then we have so much joy. Even when we have to take up a cross as a follower of Jesus, and it's painful, we have so much joy. And that is an exciting thing. Some of the other things we see in this scripture about producing fruit is that Every human, the entire earth, every human will either be taken away by God's wrath because of fruitlessness, because that's what they were made for, or they will be pruned by His Word. So it's going to happen to every human, one or the other. Either God's wrath is going to take us, or God's Word is going to prune us. And now placing our faith in Jesus is the beginning of producing eternal Fruit, fruit that will last, and that's what is pleasing to the Father, and that's His will. And so the question that we have then: What is fruit that lasts? Okay. When we think about fruit, of course, we merely think about actual fruit. We think about a tree that is producing a harvest, a crop: oranges, apples, etc. I grew up in North Carolina, and uh, for some reason, in the areas that I grew up in, uh, I remember always going to my grandparents' house and they had uh, crab apple trees on their property. And if you know what a crab apple is, it's these little bitty apples. They don't taste very good, but we still ate them. Uh, you could, you know, mesh them up, turn them into pies and everything. But they would be on the tree, and because nobody was eating them, they would start to rot on the vine. And then, not only would they rot, but they would begin to rot, and they would lose their connection, they would fall off on the ground and they would rot on the ground, and they would become mushed underneath people's feet. And so that is not fruit that lasts. That is fruit that rots. And so what God wants to produce is fruit that lasts so that people can be fed by His Spirit and know Him as He is eternally. So we're going to look at Galatians 5, 15 through 26. And what this is going to do for us is this is going to contrast fruit that fades uh, and then fruit that lasts. So flesh that fades and fruit that lasts. All right, Galatians 5, 12 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Here we go. The works of the flesh are evident. This is not fruit that lasts. This is flesh that rots. Okay. The works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So the list goes on. And I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It will not last. But the fruit of the Spirit is, here we go, memorize the scripture, friends. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things there is no law. And here we go. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, and that's the whole series we've been talking about, right? If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step walking by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so guys, if we are going to produce fruit that lasts, it is imperative that we are living by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And as believers, we can abide in Christ because His Word has made us clean and therefore His Spirit can live in us. So by living by the Spirit, we're not saying that we're making ourselves right with God. It's the Word of Christ that has been spoken to us. It's what He's done on the cross for us that washes our sins away, that even make us a new creation that the Spirit can have a place to live and can come on us in power to produce the fruit that lasts. So now we're going to look at Ephesians one13 through. 14 which says in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised holy spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory now the holy spirit in us is a guarantee of salvation as well as a guarantee of a life filled with god's gracious yet painful pruning I want you to take that in for a second. If you want a guarantee of salvation, meaning you know that you're right with God, you know your sins have been washed away, and you're on a path marching ever closer to being with Him for eternity, that also is a guarantee that you will be pruned here and now so that you can bring Him glory here and now as you are being prepared for eternal glory in the kingdom. So pruning is a guarantee and a part of that process, friends. And a pruned life is one that displays God's character as we walk in Christ's footsteps. If you look at the life of Jesus, lots of amazing things, tons of joy, the abundant life, but also there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of laying down of His life which caused Him pain so that others could know God. And that also is The life of somebody who's living by the power of the Spirit. Though we have all this power from heaven itself, authority that Jesus has given the believer over heaven and earth, meaning we have authority to call on his name for anything we need here, right? Anything to see the gospel go forth, but yet he chose not to use it and he chose to suffer that others may know his love, right? And so sometimes that is the life led by the Spirit as well. And living this crucified life by the power of the Spirit, but also crying out for the miracles, is what brings the Father glory, and that produces the fruit that lasts. Okay, enough. We're not going to cover all of this today, okay? But now we're going to move on to the second point, at least for today's message. Practicing the gifts of the Spirit. It is not just a one time thing when the Holy Spirit comes on us in power and does one thing. That happened in the Old Testament before the Holy Spirit lived inside of people. The Holy Spirit would come on somebody with power to do something that would bring salvation to His people when they were in a military situation or there was a sickness on their life. But now in the New Testament we see that this is something that we can practice. We can practice the gifts of the Spirit. So when we walk with Jesus, the Holy Spirit will lead us to practice spiritual gifts for the building of the church. So my question is, how often is God building His church? And what that means is, how often is God taking people out of darkness, bringing them into light, and making disciples, building His kingdom? The question the answer is, all the time. He is always doing it, and the gifts are for that purpose. So how often should we be practicing the gifts of the Spirit? All the time. All the time. That's so exciting, guys. 1 Corinthians 12, 1-11 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, which means unbelievers, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Read that. Empowers them all in everyone. To each is given. This is for everybody. In. In Christ, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. And all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And so guys, the manifestation of the Spirit for the building of the church are empowered by God in every one. You see how many times he said each one God has given to each one, uh, to everyone, for the common good. So, this is for everybody. It's not for special people. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the power of God to produce miracles and signs and wonders that the gospel would go forth is for each person if they would only desire it. Now, to be clear, the fruits of the Spirit are, they will be produced in a believer's life if the Holy Spirit has come to live in them as they've turned from darkness to light, repentance and faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Now the fruit of the Spirit displays God's character to the world. And then the gifts of the Spirit display God's power. So the character tells us that God is trustworthy, right? but the gifts tell us that He is powerful and can be trusted. Like He can actually follow through on it as well. That He can save. There is resurrection power. He will follow through on the Gospels Uh, proclamation that we will be resurrected from the dead because we've tasted and we've seen here and now the powers of heaven among us. Now, we all have the same spirit and the same mission, which is to build the church. The gifts are not for us. They are for those around us that we are ministering to. But the truth is, is that as a child of God, who desires and gets joy from His glory. As His church is being built, as you walk in the fruit of the Spirit and practice the gifts of the Spirit, and you see His church being built, people knowing that Jesus is alive, being delivered from sin, being delivered from Satan's torment, you will have so much joy. And that is a guarantee as well. Now we look at 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven through 31. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Obviously, No, not all do those things, though they are available, and we all have been given some calling and some gifts. So, he says, earnestly desire the higher gifts. So, some things are apportioned to you by his choice, but then there are are some things that we should all earnestly desire that he will give to us. Earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way. We are all to pursue and practice the most excellent way, regardless of what has been apportioned to us, this is for all of us, the most excellent way and the highest gifts, which are in First Corinthians 14, 1-3, which she says, Pursue love. That is the highest way. And earnestly desire spiritual gifts, earnestly desire them. If you want God to be glorified here on the earth, you should pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts especially, this is the scripture, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in tongues speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. Do you want to build people up? Do you want to encourage people? Do you want to comfort people in a way that reveals Christ to them? earnestly desire to prophesy. Well, you may be asking then, Cole, what is prophecy? Well, prophecy, the best way that I can describe it as a New Testament gift, is God giving the speaker information that will allow the healer to know that God sees them, knows them, and is among His people. And this will encourage, comfort, and edify God's people while creating a road for the gospel to enter an unbeliever's heart. In 1 Corinthians 14, 24-25 says this, But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. And so when we're all practicing the gifts of the Spirit together as the people of God, as the church of God, this is how the church is built, how lost people are found. How prisoners are set free how they know that God is trustworthy as we preach the word the word is backed up with the power of God as we practice it so in summary 1 Corinthians 14 at the very beginning verse 1 is the very first verse and then the last two verses okay so this is the bookends of what Paul was saying about spiritual gifts and practicing them he says pursue love And earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. That's verse 1, the beginning. Then we go to the end. And it says, So, my brothers, earnestly desire to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues. But all things should be done decently and in order. And then it goes on to say, Because we serve a God, not of confusion, but of peace. So God wants there to be peace in the church as well. Are you excited about practicing spiritual gifts? I sure am. Now we're going to move on to number three, and that is persevering in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, until you're perfect. Even at our best, we are still practicing, practicing the things of God on this side of heaven. And we must persevere by the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that what Scripture says, He who began a good work in you will see it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So that's what I mean guys when I say practice until you're perfect. Persevere in working with the Holy Spirit, yielding to Him, letting Him prune you that you may walk a Christian crucified life where the flesh no longer has dominion over you, producing the fruits that give God glory, fruit that lasts. Practicing the gifts of the Spirit that build His church that see the lost come into the kingdom of Christ and then persevering in those things by the power of the Spirit until Jesus returns and He makes us perfect. 1 Corinthians 13, 8-12 says, Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. So prophecy is important for the building of the church, but there will be a time when the church is built. So prophecies will pass away at that time. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. These are the gifts. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. So when Jesus returns and his kingdom is set in and we see him as he is, and there's no more mystery that is there, then these gifts that we now operate in, they will pass away because they won't be needed. The church will be built. You will have persevered until the end, and so will all those that you're ministering to. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then, face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And the then that he's talking about when we will know fully, when we will be perfect and mature and complete, right? As when the Holy Spirit has had his full work in us, when we stand face to face with jesus isn't that exciting guys there will be a day where this will all be wrapped up and eternity will set in so this is a limited time opportunity by the power of the holy spirit god does, perf- does perfect work through imperfect people preparing the worker and the field for the day of jesus's return i don't know about you guys but sometimes i get <laughs> god is taking me from glory to glory but I'm like lord uh, I know you're working in me I know I'm not who I used to be but I still make a lot of mistakes and I don't want to do that are you sure that it's worth it can you really use me the truth is that we can persevere in yielding to the holy spirit and we can practice without fear of practice the gifts of the spirit without fear of condemnation when we miss the mark because we're in training because we have a perfect savior and that is the gospel when we are wholly committed to him, when we are yielded to him, he can have his way in us. And even when we make mistakes, even when we miss the mark, he would not abandon us. He is with us always. And he will lovingly work with us and prune us so that we could be more fruitful pruning think of that as correcting as training so we can step out in faith knowing that in Christ Jesus which is where our hope is is that he is the savior of the world he is the one who laid down his life for us that his sin washes us clean even when we're trying and we still mess up so we can step out in faith knowing that he has been perfect for us as we are trying to work with him What God began in you by faith, he will finish by that same faith. And now we're wrapping up. Galatians 3, two through seven says, Paul talking to the Galatians, let me ask you only this, because they were caught up doing things according to the flesh. He says, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain If indeed it was in vain, the pruning, right, the suffering, was it in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So the truth is, guys, we must be renewed daily in our faith in Jesus as our Savior, as our Lord, as well as in the truth that the Holy Spirit is here now, working miracles among us, right, that we and others may taste and see that He is good. This is something we need to cry out for daily. As we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, let us remember that we have the Holy Spirit only because of Jesus, because of the gospel, that Jesus came to earth, born of a virgin, fully God, fully man lived the perfect life that we should have lived, died a sinner's death, though he had never sinned, but he did it in our place, and then rose from the dead three days later to prove that his sacrifice for our sin had been accepted, and that by faith in what he has done, we can be saved, we can be forgiven, we can be made clean. So do you believe this word today? This is the question. No matter how much we're, quote, walking by the Spirit, we still have to stand. We begin our walk by the gospel of Jesus, who He is and what He has done for us. And we finish our walk also by the gospel of Jesus. We go from faith to faith and from glory to glory by this gospel. So today I want to give you an opportunity. If you have never come to Jesus Christ to be made right with your Maker, who you were made for, and you will never be satisfied until... You were made right with Him. Today is your day. So please pray with me. Oh God, I am a sinner and I am in need of a Savior. I recognize that sin has destroyed my life. It has separated me from you. And that the fruit that my life has produced does not bring you glory and it will not last. It will rot like those crab apples that Pastor Cole was talking about. But God, I wanna be with you now i ask please though i have went astray please forgive my sin i believe that jesus is the perfect sacrifice the son of god the lamb of god for my sins wash me clean today and god i'm asking you fill me with your holy spirit that i may walk with you until you return in jesus name amen well if you prayed that prayer today please go to second city church slash new life or in the chat box reach out to somebody or click the prayer button. We have some materials and we would
0: like to get to know you and help you now grow in this new faith. We're going to continue to talk about these matters in our community groups this week so if you've not yet found one please go to our website where you can find both in-person and virtual options. We'll be praying for you so let us know how we can be standing with you and also think about how you can share this link with others who also need to be spurred on by the grace of God towards them. Uh, do invite those same people with you to our service next week. And until then, have a wonderful week in the Lord. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you soon.